News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Have joined Germany in sending tanks to Ukraine as President Biden hails a united effort. But what does this mean in terms of the war? Sean Bell, who's a retired Air Vice Marshal who served at the UK military and current advisor with Global Defence Consultants UDSS, joins us now. Good morning to you, Sean. Um, it isn't just obviously Germany and the US. France are talking about it, Norway, Poland, Spain, the UK. Um, Europe is mobilising its ground forces and giving them to the Ukraine. This is a definite escalation. What's your your read on where we're going? Good morning to you. Yeah, one part of it is that if Ukraine is to mount its sort of uh, much vaunted spring offensive, it needs modern tanks. And um, whilst Ukraine is not short of tanks, I mean, Zelensky famously said that the Russians were donating more tanks to him because they kept abandoning them on the battlefield. What he needs is survivable uh, modern battle tanks, which are survivable with with much more superior firepower. He's asked for 300. Uh, of the tanks available, you mentioned France there, they're the Leclerc yeah. tank. The trouble is that to get 300, you're not going to get them from the Challenger or from the Leclerc mob. So Abrahams and Leopard 2, the American tank and the, the German tank, are really the only ones that have sufficient numbers um, and unfortunately, for historic reasons and constitutional reasons, to Germany's, Germany was struggling with the issue of, of, of uh, providing these tanks. But that's now been resolved. And as you say, Germany, Poland, it looks like Finland, Spain and yeah. uh, the Dutch are good to go. Um, it's re- I think the fascinating bit about this is why America was a bit slow to lean forward. And I think part of that is inevitably um, the Kremlin is trying to paint this battle in Ukraine as an East versus West, as a sort of... Uh, Russia versus uh, an American-led NATO. And if America was just piling lots of its Abraham tanks, that would play to that agenda. So I, almost certainly America was trying to encourage diplomatically the Leopard 2s to be used. And now that several countries are stepping forward, I think we probably will see, well, they announced 31 Abrahams. There may be more. It all still falls shel- well short. Abrahams are so the US ones that the Leopards are coming that, from Germany. And you mentioned the Challengers. They're, they're the UK ones. Can, can I ask you, Sean, uh, 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 and talk to me as if I, I have no idea here. Uh, my <laughs> understanding is, is, is that Germany were kind of waiting for the US to come on board before they were willing to do it. Why, why would that be? What's the strategy there? Well, part of it goes back to historical. Uh, in, at the end of the Second World War, obviously, Germany was defeated. The Allies dismantled Germany's ability, Germany's Ministry of Defence, its military arms. And um, in fact, the Soviets at the time um, didn't want Germany to even be able to defend itself. But the Cold War happened soon after that. And when the Cold War happened, it was agreed by the Allies that Germans should have some form of defensive-only capability. And that was written into their constitution. And that prevails to this day. They are absolutely only focused on defence. And that's why Putin defense. has accused Germany of letting them down in terms of their responsibility to exactly, Russia. Exactly right. And the fact that Germany, that the, even their polls, the German public, they for supported Germany supporting Ukraine with defensive weapons, but it was a step too far to go offensive. And therefore, Germany didn't want to be at the forefront. And the Western media, particularly, we painted Germany as being difficult. This is, for all sorts of historic reasons, it's not them being difficult. So part of this was Germany not wanting to be seen at yeah. the vanguard of this. Okay. And therefore, if they could be <laughs> slightly more of a backseat, and that's why there's been this debate, and that's why the Brits stepped forward with 14 uh, Challenger 2s. And, and 
the Russians, how do you foresee them reacting to this? Because as I say, this is clearly a, a show of strength. It's a united front. There will be more, I suppose, tanks on the ground now because of this. And there are so many countries stepping up to aid Ukraine, some of whom are NATO members. Uh, the Russian response, I mean, uh, will there be will there be an escalation on their side too? We are talking about, obviously, a, a nuclear power with Russia, but we are talking about countries involved in a nuclear alliance with NATO the doomsday clock did tick forward uh, several seconds earlier on this week. How do you see Putin reacting to this? I think we're already seeing that. Um, it's more frustration. There's very little that Putin can actually do to escalate this. The, the, the military analysts do not believe there's one really any any reasonable chance of him escalating to nuclear. What he's actually done is you've been hearing the rhetoric for the last week from the Kremlin and others talking about threats to the West. All of that's been trying to dissuade Germany from putting tanks on, on the on the battlefield. But there's, all, there's more than a whiff of panic about this because this is quite decisive. It's not just about tanks. It's about giving Ukraine the tools to start to push Russia out of Ukraine. And uh, Russia doesn't actually have a comparable tank apart from its T-14 Amata tank. It's a, but that modern tank, they've only produced it so far in tens, not hundreds of tanks. It's very unreliable. It's not got a good name. It's never been deployed operationally. So Russia suddenly found itself, if you're dealing with top trumps, the West tanks are going to provide a dominant capability on the battlefield. And there's no answer for it from Russia. They're worried. But but on that note, should they be worried and should should now this be a top trump move? Does 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 that result in in Russia having to escalate and and maybe go down a road that all of us are are afraid we could see happening on European soil? I think the escalation that's most likely, I do understand the nature of the question, but I think that's very unlikely. I think the escalation we're seeing is that Russia is now mobilising its industry and its people ready for war. They're doing it in the long term. um, And that over time, Russia will learn it'll get more powerful. At the for- unfortunately, the West is still really providing weapons at whatever's in the war chest and seeing what we've got available. At some stage, the West is going to have to consider stepping this onto a proper war footing where we've got industry providing the weapons that are required. Because okay. at the moment, we're providing weapons, but unfortunately, they're not so available Russia, in supermarkets. Russia moving to a war economy, the, the rest of us more reticent, but, but nonetheless, we are looking at, at, at a European war. Look, thank you. You've given uh, great insight to all of that. We do appreciate it. That is Sean Bell there, retired Air Vice Marshal uh, from the UK military and current advisor with Global Defence Consultants, UDSS. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.